compromise going on and, and you know, that's not for me and that's not for us. But I want to make sure that anybody and everybody who calls this church their home or anyone who um, sits under any of the Word of God through me, that they understand something. This is not uh, negotiable. You know, Jesus made it very, very plain and very, very clear. And we have to endure to the end. We're living in such tough times. Right is wrong, wrong is right, up is down, down is up, and it's wearing on many of us. So I just want to again remind you of what it says in Galatians, and I, I've just, it's just been pounding on me all week. Let us not grow weary in well-doing, for in due season. Listen. We, you, us, we will reap, but we can't faint. Don't faint. Just keep fighting the good fight of faith. Keep contending for the faith, even though it looks like everything is coming against you. Even though it looks like you're paddling water upstream. Even though it looks like, man, am I, can I be the only uh, one that's right here at work? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Can I be the only one that has this opinion? And be, If it comes out of the Bible, the answer to that question is, yes, you can. And so my brothers and sisters, do not grow weary and don't let it wear on you. Do not. Don't compromise. Stay strong because there are still people that God has put in your atmosphere that needs to know the truth. Amen? And the truth is the only thing that sets us free. Amen. So we're going to begin today in 1 John. First uh, John, uh, beginning in chapter 1, and we'll be jumping around, and there's going to be some on the board and some maybe not. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and, and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. Remember now, just context, and you know, maybe some of you who are listening digitally, you're listening by recording, or you're listening live stream. This is obviously the, the word of God, the, the Holy Spirit, is speaking through the Apostle John. And he's saying this thing, this very thing that we started preaching and teaching from the beginning. This is what we've seen with our eyes. This is what we looked upon. He's talking about Jesus, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's talking about seeing the Christ, handling the Christ, touching Him. It was Him, in fact, who was leaning on Christ's breast during the Last Supper. Amen? And our hands have handled concerning the word of life, Jesus Christ himself. That life was manifested as we seen, bear witness, and declare to you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us, that which we have seen and heard, we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And these things we write to you that your joy may be full. My brothers and sisters, you see this? I'm showing you right now where I've inserted that word. Now, some translations will say our, our, O-U-R, our. And so, okay, so see, that's why I turned the Bible's flawed. No, the Bible's not flawed. The, the actual literal is that, your. But that your, from the Greek, he's, he's saying that yours, ours together. That our together, our joy, that joy that we have in Christ, our joy, ours, it's shared. What? See, and know how I know that? Look at this. You're having fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father. And with, See? Look, you're having fellowship with us. We're fellowshipping together. We are one body. We're one. We're one. We're one. So now we're experiencing the joy. You're experiencing joy. We're all experiencing this joy together. We're ex- having this ex- uh, experience Amongst each other, we're together, we're one. But see, 
that your joy, our joy, may be full. Again, you've heard it many times from this pulpit and probably from many others. Joy and happiness. The problem is that we as humans, finite human beings, we, can, we look at joy and happiness as being the same thing. Now we ourselves, uh, within the last few weeks, we came out of the Beatitudes, blessed, happy, uh, uh, to be uh, envied and well-positioned. And you know what joy is, is different than what we deem as happiness. And the problem that we've had, and you've heard me say it many times, we're thinking that, you know, if we're not happy, something needs to change or we're looking for that happiness versus that joy. The Bible tells us that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Okay, well, what does that mean? See, the joy is also one of the fruits of the Spirit. So if I'm hooked up with Jesus, if I'm abiding in the vine, there should be some joy in that. Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit more about that today. And, you say, and some of you say, I know all you Bible scholars, some of you who are maybe listening now, and some of you maybe in this room, you're going to turn it off. It's too simple. Heard this before. I'm so sick of that. I'm so sick of people. Well, I have, I've heard that before. Well, listen, maybe you need to hear it differently today. Maybe the Holy Spirit is trying to deal with something. And maybe the reason why, listen, the Holy Spirit is speaking to through me today this same message is so that you can experience joy and stop selling short for happiness. Hallelujah. You've done it your way. You've done it your way. How about doing it God's way? Hallelujah. And experience joy. I'm not mad. I'm happy. I am happy. The Lord can split the sky at any moment. For the Lord Himself, you know it, First Thessalonians, the Lord Himself. I'm comforted in knowing that, and I hope you're comforted too. But you can only be comforted if you know that you're sure when He appears in that sky that you will be raptured, that you would be caught up together with Him in the clouds. <laughs> A little quiet. Amen. So now let's jump ahead a little bit into Matthew 19. This story is very familiar to you guys, and I want to st- we're going we're to land on this for a little bit. In Matthew 19, beginning in verse 16, this is the story. It, it, this, this story, this is actually something. This is not a parable. This actually happened, and it's in all the synoptics, all the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and John. I'm sorry, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, forgive me. So now beginning in verse 16. Now behold, one came to him and said, Good teacher... What good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? So he said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. Every time I read this, I just just want to point out, because I've got to point it out to myself. Jesus didn't say, Don't call me good. He says, Why are you calling me good? Because there's only one good, that's God. Are Are you recognizing that I am God? He didn't correct him. He said, Don't call me good. (laughs) But if you want to enter into the life, keep the commandments. So the young rich man said, which ones? Jesus said, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, honor your father and your mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Now look at verse 20 with me. The young man said to him, all these things I have kept from my youth. What do I still lack? Jesus said to him, if you want to be perfect, go sell what you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. My brothers and sisters, your Bible, again, is not going to be emphasized like I've emphasized this. But my brothers and sisters, sorrowful. 
That's totally opposite of joy. Wouldn't you agree? Totally opposite of joy. Uh, yeah, my brothers and sisters, can you be sorry at times and about certain things? Am I sorry when someone is experiencing the death of a loved one? Do I feel sorry? It's, it's, it's different though. I'm not going to be trapped in that. I'm not going to be caught in that. It's, it's different. Yeah, we feel sorrow and we mourn with those who mourn. And there's a time for mourning. But it doesn't overwhelm us and that's not our common or our everyday state. Are you with me? Okay, so I want to make sure that we understand that. It's okay sometimes to mourn and to feel sorry and to have empathy and sympathy. Right? So, so please, hear my heart and make sure that no one walks away from here thinking that Pastor Tony is, is hard-hearted and callous and all that. No. No, 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 not at all. But what I'm talking about now is this young man, this young man who had riches, understands something. What does he understand? He understands he's lacking something. How do I know that? That's right. What still do I lack? He came to Jesus. Jesus didn't call him. He came to Jesus. What must I do to have eternal life? Right? Jesus didn't call out to him. He went to Jesus. So even though he had all of this wealth, even though he probably was sitting on top of the world as it relates to the world standards, he still knew inside, somehow intuitively, that he was lacking something. Something is missing. So he goes to the teacher, this great teacher now that is famous, that everyone is talking about. There's signs, wonders, miracles. No one's ever taught with this kind of authority. No one's ever, no one's ever seen those kind of miracles being done through one man. Oh my. So I'm going to go, if anybody knows, this man knows. And the first thing he, he says is good master, good teacher. Okay, let's establish something now, right off the bat. There's only one who is totally inherently, intrinsically good. God. So are you calling me God? Are you coming to me as God? Okay, folks, listen. I know this is very simplistic and maybe boring to some of you. But, 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 but I need to, to let you know something because Christians, Christianity is under attack all over the world and you know, some people will say, Jesus is a good man, good teacher, prophet. And you hear, you've heard me say this, those of you who've been with me for a long time, you've heard me say this over and over again. And I'm saying it again. Why? Because it's going to get worse and worse for you guys, for all of us. Jesus is not just a prophet. He's not just a holy man. He is God in the flesh. Amen. In Him is contained all the Godhead bodily. That means in a body. He is God. He said it with his own mouth. Well, some will say, well, no, he never said that. He never. Yes, he did. He said it with his own mouth. That was one of the strikes against him with the, the, the Jewish leaders because he claimed to be God. Remember when they were going to stone him before Abraham was, I am? Remember when he said that? They were fixing to stone him. Why? They knew exactly what he was saying. And so do you. So, my brothers and sisters, yeah, well, big deal, Tony. You know, I'm a Christian. I, I'm born again. I know that. Well, then, why do we continue to act like he's not? If Jesus is God, then follow him. If Jesus is God, obey him. If Jesus is God, follow his example. Amen? All right. Then, remember, you said amen, so we're going to leave it there. But the young man said, yeah, so, so what, 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 what must I do? Well, you got to keep all of these commandments. You keep the commandments. Now, when Jesus recites these things to him, 
right? As far as Jewish law is concerned, there was the first five books of the Bible. Therein is all the commandments. But now Jesus is just naming some of the top ten. And so when he does this, this may, I've, I've done all of that. Now, I'm not going to go through the whole kit and caboodle here, but let's be honest. If we looked at each one of the top ten, and even us, and we know just the top ten in this room, there is not going to be any one of us that can say that we kept each and every one of them solidly all the time without messing up, not even once. It, it, it's not going to happen. Right? But here's part of the problem. We're okay with that. Is God okay with that? No, he's not. No, they're not the ten suggestions. The first five books weren't suggestions. My brothers and sisters, what do I lack? We'll keep the... Well, yeah, but there's, it's, it can't be that simple because I've already done those from the time that I was young, but really, in fact, you haven't because you don't really even understand what those things are for, what they're saying to you as a human being, what they're saying to you that, you know, you are flawed, no matter how good you think you are, no matter how many good works or deeds you do, that you are flawed. And without the Savior, there's no good in you. So, yes, I kept these from my youth. But I still lack something. What still do I lack? See, now Jesus didn't say, okay, then fine, everything's good. And He Himself didn't even say, He Himself didn't even come to that conclusion. How do I know that? All these things I have kept from my youth, what do I still lack? He said that. Jesus didn't say, you still lack this. He said, what still do I lack? See, my brothers and sisters, this young man is right on the verge. He's right on the cusp. He's, listen, he's asking the right questions. He's uninformed as it relates to the Ten Commandments or any of God's commandments, not knowing. He thinks that he's doing it in a cursory way. He's doing it. He thinks he's doing it in a very uh, basic way and according to his culture, he's okay. So he doesn't totally understand that, but, but still, Jesus is, Jesus is still right there with him. No, go ahead. No, you, you're, you're lying. Have you ever told a lie? Jesus didn't ask him that. Jesus didn't say, did you ever walk away when you were young, when you were an adolescent? Did you ever walk away from your mom and dad when they gave you a command? (laughs) You did it, but you did it grudgingly. And you said something about them under your breath. How many people in this room have raised teenagers? Come on now. But my brothers and sisters, how many of you, I got one better. How many in this room have been teenagers? Now tell me you didn't ever walk away from your mom or dad huffing and puffing and saying some things under your breath. I remember one time when one of my, I'm not going, I don't want to embarrass anybody, when one of my kids said, I hate you, it killed me, it crushed me. And my wife had to, had to minister to me. So. Now you never said that to your family, to your mother? No, you never said, no, I never said that. I mean, I did some bad things when I was a kid, don't get me wrong, and don't, you hush. I already did some, <laughs> I did some bad things when I was, but I never said to my mother or my father, hey, so then when that happened to me, it was, <gasps> so now watch, I'm not trying to be funny, and I'm not, and I'm not trying to take away from, from this, how serious this is. But young people and old people alike, we have to understand, Jesus in that very moment could have challenged him and said, you're, you're wrong. And Jesus himself could have cited the date 
the time and exactly what that young man said or even thought. Because, listen, we know that Jesus is here. He's raising the bar. The commandments, the law, is not about just what you do on the outside. It's you to get you to realize you need to change on the inside. So Jesus could have went ahead and He could have cited every thought that that young man ever had. But He didn't. But He didn't. And so that young man still says, what else should I do? What do I need? What else do I do? What am I lacking? He understands he's lacking. My brothers and sisters, we're living in a world right now that tells you you're great, everything's good. No, and I'm going to tell you something else. Some of you born again, quote unquote, Christians think that you're there because you said a prayer and that was it. It's all sealed. It's a done deal. No! No, it doesn't work that way. And many of you in here are shaking your heads. Thank God that some, I'm not the only one that knows that. But my brothers and sisters, that's not here for me to tell you, oh, it's all bad. You better shudder in your shoes because you know, your, your, your salvation is so frail that he's, he's waiting to just jerk it out from underneath you the first time. You no, that's not what I'm saying at all. But understand, if he's God, then you better follow him. If he's God and he's trying to speak to you and minister to you and he's telling you which way to go, then you better go that way. It's serious. And I've got to be serious. We're living in the last days. He can split the sky. I don't want any of you, I don't want my kids, my grandkids, any of my relatives, any of you, any people in my church to miss the rapture of the church. He has not intended for His wrath to come on us. He's he's intended for us to miss all of that wrath that's going to come upon this earth when we're out of here. I don't want to be here and I don't want any of you to be here either. So we got to be serious. We got to tell the truth and we got to live the truth. Amen? All right. What do I still lack? So look at what Jesus says. I love this. If you want to be perfect, do you see that implication there? If you don't want there to be any flaw, if you don't want there to be anything that can be judged against you, if you want to be perfect, if you want to be complete, if you want this sanctification process to be the real deal, look what he says. Go sell what you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. And, see, it's not just about giving to the poor. Why would Jesus say that? Sell everything you have and give it to the poor. Why is he saying that to this young man? Say it loud. He knows what's in his heart. He knows what's in his heart. Hallelujah. These, these riches, these things, these are the things that that young man is dependent on. Those are the things that now have become his idol. That's what he's going after. That's what got his time and attention. And you know what? Jesus was right. You know how I know? He's smart. I'm smart. We're all smart. No. No, because that's why he's asking about that. That's why he's saying that. That's become your idol. So get rid of that. It's not just the fact that you're giving it to the poor. Yes, the poor are going to benefit. And you need to learn that lesson as well. If you want, Listen, if you want to get, you better give. But if you're just giving to get, you ain't going to get. See, that, that, I'm going to tell you, that gospel is a false gospel, a false teaching. If you're living your life according to that, you're going to lose. You're going to lose. I'm telling you, you've got to give. You know why? Because that's your nature. Why? Because that's your daddy's nature. That's your father's nature. That's part of the fruit that you now have, that Holy Spirit fruit operating inside of you. You're abiding in the vine. You're abiding in the vine. Yep. Hey, I'm the branch. He's the vine. I'm serious. Anything that goes from, through me has to come from Him. And it's not with me to stay with me. It's with me to go through me to you, to them, to whoever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
God. So Jesus is, 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 is working on, you're, you're, you're an idolatrous person. You're counting on these other things. You have to weigh, you know, put away these other things. God has to be number one. Don't, 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 listen, don't depend on anything else. Sell what you have. Leave your home. Give it all up. And follow me. But when the young man heard the saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. See, that word perfect, complete, that thing that God has called us to, a lot of people stumble over that. And I am so, and, you, and many of you people that have been with me for a while, and many of you listened to me before, I am so sick and tired of having that thrown back at me. Tony, nobody's perfect. Yes, Jesus is perfect. Tony, uh, we can't be Jesus. Well, then you better tell him that because he called us to be like him. You better tell him that. If he did, listen, if he didn't mean it, he wouldn't have said it. He did not say, be like me, try your best. If you don't make it, don't worry about it. No, I'm giving you what you have. I'm giving you, I'm sorry, what you need. Let's do this thing together. Let's yoke up with me. Stop being yoked up with the world. Yoke up with me. And we're going to work and we're going to continue to move that way. Amen. Look at with me on uh, Psalm 37, 37. Mark the perfect man and behold the upright for the end of that man is peace. For what man? The perfect. The upright. The end of that man is peace. Everything. Shalom. Wholeness. Wellness. Everything. So now, okay, but I knew there were going to be somebody who had to tell me that's, you know, that's Old Testament. You know, that's, you know. No. Jesus. Remember, we were in the Beatitudes not too long ago. Matthew 5.48, Jesus. Therefore, you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. That's New Testament, y'all. That's Jesus. You know how it was, it was read. He really meant it. He wrote that one in red. He really meant that one. See, my brothers and sisters, see, it's not Tony. It's not Tony's opinion. I'm telling you what the Scripture says. So listen, stop settling in your mind and in your heart. I'm going to continue to be this because that's how we are. That's just the way I am. God knows my heart. He knows. Yeah, God does know your heart and He's done everything He can to help you to have change from the inside out for that heart and that mind to change, to be more in line with Him. He says, let this mind that was in Christ Jesus also be in you. That's what He's talking about, this change of heart and mind. So that your mind, what you think, how you react, how you feel, that all changes supernaturally by His Holy Spirit and the washing of water by the Word. Remember those scriptures? It's awesome. He, see, that's what I'm saying to you, my brothers and sisters. See, Tony, you keep repeating the same things over. Well, we got to get this. we got to get this. And now the church is being told so many different things anymore. And we're being told that, you know, well, you know, maybe it's okay for you to be, you know, have homosexual tendencies and you're okay with God. You know, maybe it's, you know, if you're, if, you know, you have this problem. I'm even starting to hear now, well, maybe we shouldn't be so intolerant of other religions and only say Jesus is the only way. <sighs> Are you kidding me? Come, this, now, now look it. I'm telling you what I'm telling you is true. This is happening. It's happening. So that's why people like me should be willing to stand up and say what is true regardless of whether I'm going to step on your toes or make you mad at me or someday they're going to come in here and drag me out. Let them come. Let them come because then I know I'm doing the right thing. Hallelujah! <laughs> Hallelujah. Then let, let, let's look at one other as it relates to perfection. I love this scripture. 
Philippians 3, beginning in verse 12. This is the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul was so anointed and he had such a powerful ministry, but he walked so solidly with God. Even Peter mentioned about the revelation that the Apostle Paul was getting. Even the Apostle Peter, who walked with the Lord three and a half years, who had revelation from God himself, even he was taken back and mentioned the revelation that the Apostle Paul was getting. The Apostle Paul, that was the one that they were trying to take uh, pieces of cloth that were his. My, my brother and sister, he had such a strong anointing. He, was, he suffered greatly for the cause of Christ, for the, for the church, for the gospel. Amen? Now this is, this is the Holy Spirit speaking through him. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that which that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but the one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the, the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. It's an upward call, y'all. It's an upward call. Why is that important? Listen, uh, th- th- we're moving. We should be moving. We're moving to higher places. He's seated in heavenly places, right? And we're supposed to be seated with Him. Well, here's how that happens. We're being, we're being moved from, from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of God, as the Apostle Paul or the Holy Spirit said through Paul to Corinthians. Just as by the Spirit of God, from glory to glory, from one point to another. We should be moving. Why? Because there's this thing, this thing called perfection that is supposed to be working in and of our lives. We're supposed to be moving from, from glory to glory, from this place to the other place, moving up, moving on up. Not to the east side. Not to no deluxe apartment in the sky. <laughs> I'm moving up to a mansion in the sky. My brothers and sisters, and that mansion... It may be just a room, as some would like to say. Here's the thing. I'm moving on up to a cloud in the sky to meet my Lord in the air, and that's all I need right there. Hallelujah. I just want to see Jesus, the one who died for me. I just want to see Jesus, God in the body. I just want to see Jesus. But my brothers and sisters, Jesus is telling me all along, here's how we do this. Come on, walk this way with me. But see, we're letting these sorrows, these, these temptations, and these things that are happening around us, we're, let, we're selling short. We're selling ourselves short for happiness. Well, if I could just meet that person, if I could just have this thing, if I could just have that thing, if I could just have that job. Now, how many times do I have to say this? But see, we're so human. And when we get in the middle of those things, I mean, we have, do we remember? See, we're all tested and tried. We all live in this world. We're all, ex- and now the enemy of our soul is cutting loose. And he has many people that he's working through and with. He has many people deceived. They're walking in darkness. They have no idea exactly what it is that they're doing. They're walking in darkness. See, but my brothers and sisters, we can't join them. And I'm afraid that the church is kind of taking a half step back. We're, we're almost joining them a little bit. Why? Because we don't want to tick anybody off and we don't want, you know, we want to be accepted by our peers and, you know, we don't want to look like, you know, we're, we're you know, fanatics and, you know, some people think that we're, you know, we're, we're not educated if we, you know, we just believe in this unseen God and all that. 
Call me a dummy. No, no, no. Come on. Listen to me. Listen to me. My brothers and sisters, Jesus is God. I'm going to follow Him. Jesus is God. I'm going to follow Him. Hallelujah. It's amazing what we'll do. It's amazing what we'll do to be socially accepted. Uh, It's amazing what we'll do when we're motivated by fear. My brothers and sisters, yesterday, you know, I had the okay, me and Michelle went out. We, you know, praise the Lord. I always liked it. I got to see some of my grandkids. It was always, it's always great. But my brothers and sisters, so yesterday, we're, we're out, and then as we're pulling up into, we were meeting them at one of these, uh, one of the, the outdoor mall. I don't even remember what it is, so who cares? So we're, we're, we're meeting, and I'm seeing all of these people, right? You know, standing in lines and wearing masks, and, and I see, you know, all the people as they're walking up, they're putting the masks on, and I got little kids wearing masks and all that. Now, listen to you, hear my heart. I'm saying, well, don't do that. That means that you don't have to. I'm not saying that at all. But isn't it so amazing how that fear can make everybody walk around with masks? How that fear would have some people not singing in church? How that fear. Because now this is the government is making these dictates. The same government that told us in the beginning of this thing that masks don't help. The same government in the beginning of, in the beginning of this thing that told us it would not happen here like it happened in China. Same government. Same people saying different things right now and we're following them like a bunch of sheep. But we will not follow Jesus. Come on now. Come on now. We're going to listen to them, but we, look at how they can maneuver and manipulate us. Look at how they... Now, I'm not saying break the law. I'm not saying don't wear a mask. I'm not saying that. Don't sanitize. Don't clean. As a matter of fact, I know one thing. There's a lot less people running around with the flu this year than there was last year. But I'm telling you something. Hey. Hey. Finally got some men to clean their hands before they leave the restroom. Hallelujah. And I see all you ladies clapping. Got some of you to do it too, so don't you be clapping. Ha! See, now we can go ahead. We can go ahead, and, I, and, I, and, and please, I, I'm breaking the level. It's, it's okay. But this, look at this observation. This is real. I'm talking real right now. Look at what we'll do because the government is dictating it. Look at what we'll do because some of our peers dictate it. You should be mad if you're black. You should be mad because hundreds of years ago there was this and you should be mad at the world and you shouldn't be happy until everything gets overturned and you're in charge. And all. Are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me? Listen, wait, 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 wait. And y'all people that have lighter toned skin, man, you better watch out. You better live in fear now. You better. Are you kidding me right now? I live in Christ Jesus. There is no such thing as black and white, male, female. There is no such thing, old, young. There is no such thing. We're all one. We're one body. So stop listening to them and letting them divide us. Hallelujah. Who are you listening to? Who is influencing your life right now? Well, now now I go to school and there are certain teachers that will silence those Christian kids. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know what, young people? When you go to school and they don't want to hear what you have to say because you're, set, you're telling the truth, wear it like a badge of honor. Be respectful. Don't be a jerk. Yes, I said jerk. That's a theological term. Look it up. Hey, don't be a jerk. But you speak the truth in love. And you stand. And that's how you know you're doing it right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. And when they tell you that you should look this way or you should be doing that thing, and if you don't, you're intolerant, you don't have love, you just tell them, the one who is inside of you is the ultimate in love. And He accepts everybody. He said, whosoever would. Hallelujah. Whosoever would. That's the qualification. Are you a whosoever? Then you're qualified. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm going to about the bus then. Masks, social distancing, no crowd larger than 10, and blah, blah, blah. Okay, fine, we'll do our best. I see some of you are sitting apart. Praise the Lord, we try to manage the seats well. Families sitting together. Awesome. Nothing wrong with that. But I will not shut the doors. Hallelujah. So now I'm going back to 1 John, y'all. I'm going back to 1 John. I've got to finish this thing. <laughs> so now look at what look at what I love what the apostle or the Holy Spirit rather through the apostle is saying this is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you see he's saying we're witnessing this this isn't something that we're making up this is it man this is the message that we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him there's no darkness at all if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness we lie and do not practice the truth but if we walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ's son cleanses us from all sin wait a minute did you see that? let's go back if we walk in the light 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 See, this is not works-based. We see, I have to you know, make sure that I'm doing enough good things. No, all you have to do is walk with Jesus. That's it. Walk in the knowledge that Jesus has given you. That's what that, you, well, you have spiritual eyes. Jesus opened your spiritual eyes. Now, listen, but what Jesus, the Holy Spirit, what God never does is say, Eddie, we're going this way, let's go. He never does that. He's saying, Eddie, here's the way you should go. Eddie, here's the way you should go. And he's giving you the power. And he's giving Eddie the power to go. I'm not picking on Eddie. Just example. He was the closest thing to me. The biz, biggest example I had on that side of the room. But Eddie, this is the way we should go. Eddie, here I'm giving, I'm arming you with this knowledge, with this, listen, with this correct thinking, with this spiritual light, with this knowledge, with this wisdom. And grace backs all of that up. What? Yeah, you have my favor on you. And when you have my favor, that means I'm giving you this knowledge. I'm the author of this knowledge. I'm the author of this wisdom. And I'm going to help you. I'm going to give you power. And I'm going to walk this with you. But he never says, Eddie, let's go. Eddie says, yes, Lord. I'm in. Let's go. And then along the way, there are going to be all of those things that Eddie has to experience or all of us have to experience in this life. Family that rejects us totally because we used to be this or we used to be that. And they, oh yeah, let's just sit back and let's just see. We had this discussion on Wednesday. I'm not going to tell everybody's secrets here, but I'm telling you, my brothers and sisters, listen, we all have them. We all have them. Whether they're in our family or whether they were closest, it could be a spouse. It doesn't matter. But what we have to do, what we must do is follow Jesus no matter what. Those things will work themselves out. Either they're going to stay away from you or somewhere along the line when they keep getting in your presence and you stay consistent, they're going to convert. And if they don't convert, God's Word will not return unto Him void. He's going to strike them dead. No, I didn't say that. I, 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 no. 
No, what happens is, when they stand before the Lord, they're not going to have any excuse. The truth was presented to them. They heard it, but they also saw it lived out in your life. That's why you need to stay consistent. Because you're the only Jesus some of them are going to see. And you can't say one thing and live another way, because then that's, listen, then what you're telling them is what they thought in the beginning, it's all fake. It's not real. So that's what we're doing when we fall short and when we give ourselves permission not to be perfect. Amen? I don't want to give myself permission. I want to walk in the light. I want to walk in the light. Hallelujah. Fellowship with one another. When we're walking in that... See, is it... I want to... Honestly... I'm, I'm going to be straight up with you. And, th- and I know this drives everybody crazy. Especially, I tell too much about myself. Sometimes I don't like driving up here. Empty parking lot. People that should be here, not here. I mean, some, I hate driving up here. And that's why most of the time I'll come late. Because I don't want it to get in my mind and get in the way of the message. But man, once we start singing, and once the Lord is is in this, man, I'm telling you right now, I am energized. The aches and pains that I had when I came in, I don't have right now. The energy that I didn't have when I came in, I've gotten plenty of it right now, unless you can't tell. Mm. Come on now. Why? Why? Because I'm with you. We're like-minded. We're like-hearted. Maybe not all... Are all of us in here perfect? No, but we're all in here for one reason. Jesus! Amen? Amen? And there's something that happens, and that's why, my brothers and sisters, when we're walking according to the light, and we come together, there's some power here. Things can change, man. God changes me when I get around you. God changes me. I'm infused with more Holy Ghost power. Hallelujah! That's why I'm so blessed to have a wife who's spirit-filled. I'm so blessed to have family. And that's what you need. You need to go ahead, mom and dad. Make sure you're... Listen, I want to tell you all something. If you are not uh, uh, making sure that your children are memorizing some scriptures, you're missing out and you're causing them to miss out. Thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against me. They may not know exactly what they all mean, but you're putting something in there. You're putting something in there. And that's something that the Holy Ghost... Teenagers, if you're not trying your best to read the Bible and memorize some Scripture, man, just pick out some things that are meaningful to you in the moment. And memorize it. Commit it to memory. And when you do that, something is going to change on the inside of you. You'll be in a position where God can talk to you because He's always going to talk to you consistent with the Word. Don't listen to what these psychic people are saying and these spiritual readers and all this other stuff. And they, no, Listen, that's all hooey-fooey garbage. No, there's one truth, one truth. His name is Jesus. He was the living Word and He put it all down so that we would have it forever. Amen? And not only that, He put His Spirit inside of us so that we could receive it and know what it says. And you don't need somebody like little old Tony to tell you what it says. Hallelujah. 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 Verse 8, If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and the word is not in us. My brothers and sisters, man, this sounds like God. So, so Tony, this uh, sounds like, you know, we're always going to be sinners. So, so why do we? No, you know what he's saying? Listen, on this journey, as you're going along, you are going to be convicted. That's part of the Holy Spirit's job. When you're reading the word, 
and you're trying to live it out, and when these challenges come before you, listen, just because when someone cuts me off on the highway, I don't run them down anymore, or I don't flip them back off, just because, that, that doesn't mean that all is, is, is taken care of. When, my, when that blood rises up in me, and I want to do it, but I don't do it, well, praise the Lord, I didn't do it, but the, the problem is there's still something in here that needs to be changed. What are you supposed to do, Tony? Let him walk all over you? Yes. 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 Just follow the Spirit. Follow the Spirit. What are you going to do, Tony? Are you going to let... Yeah. If, if, it calls for, if God is calling for me to be the doormat, then I'm going to be the doormat. If God is calling me the one to be the protector, in that moment, I'm going to be the protector. If God is calling me in that moment to be the one that speaks, then I'm going to speak. If God, see, that's, if you're walking in the light, if you're walking according to the Spirit, the Spirit is going to direct you and lead you. He's going to tell you what to do. So the next time that person cuts me off, I'm going to go down, I'm going to give him a track. No. No. But look, here's what it's saying. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. See, there's, there's still this sin nature in us. It's not that I'm walking around practicing sin because John also tells us he who sins is of the devil. So this seems like a contradiction, but it's not. What he said, we still have this sin nature in us. It's still there. We haven't left the body yet. The body still has cravings. How many of you were hungry when you got up this morning? How many of you are going along? How many of you are going to try and beat the Baptist to the Golden Corral after this? Lock the door, you ain't going to make it. (laughs) No. No, think about this. Think about this. Right? We haven't left this body yet. You still have the influence of our own flesh. See, we can blame the devil, y'all. Is there anybody old enough in here besides me and Catherine? Remember Flip Wilt? The devil made me do it. Remember Geraldine? The devil made me do it. Oh, come on. Don't look at me like you don't know. Me and Catherine ain't the only ones. The devil made me do it. We see, we blame the devil about every little thing. The devil has no power over you. The devil only has the power that you let him have. He tries to influence you, and that's the problem because we're not filling up our mind with the Word of God and because we're not doing our best to walk in that light that He's already given us. So then the devil goes ahead and tricks us with a little bit of darkness. And we think that darkness is light. Why? Everybody else is doing it. And this one's saying it. That expert's saying it. This one, ex- well, that must be right then. Well, Pastor Tony, he's an old guy. He don't know nothing. Look at that gray beard. Oh, man. See, my brothers and sisters, this is, this is the Word of God. This is forever. Jesus is saying, follow me. Walk in the light. I am the light. Walk in me. Walk in the truth. Walk in me. And the darkness will have no sway over you. But this is what, the, this is what John is saying. If we think now we're in Jesus, so we're impervious... No, you still have that in you. So now what you have to do is, listen, lean totally under, uh, unto Him. Walk in the Spirit. Walk according to what Jesus is. And see, that, what does that involve? That involves so many things. One of the, one of the first things it, it involves is me understanding that and putting this flesh to death. How many... Alright, listen, don't raise your hand. But just, I want you to think about this for a minute. When was the last time you fasted? No, wait, wait. Think about that for a minute. And I'm, listen, I'm not trying to bring condemnation because there are other things. I'm just saying that's one of them. And that's one of the things. We don't fast so that we get God's attention. What we're doing is, my brothers and sisters, we're taking control of the flesh. We're saying to the flesh, it's not about you now. 
I need to get the spiritual antenna up and I'm going to deny the flesh. That's part of putting the flesh to death. Not starving yourself to death, but that is part of crucifying the flesh, right? Listen, um, there, if you're a married couple, you may agree to, f- to fast from... Uh, I don't know why I'm going here, but I'm just going to go. You may agree to fast from intimacy, you know, um, physical relationship for a little bit, for a time. The Apostle Paul says that, or the uh, Holy Spirit through the Apostle Paul says that. But don't give place to the devil. So my brothers and sisters, there are different ways that we put the flesh to death, but here's one of the ways that you absolutely... What's coming out of your mouth? What's coming out of your mouth? See, my brothers and sisters, that's, that, and, and even in James it tells us that's the toughest thing to do. But that means the most. Right? And so what we also know through the teaching, and this wasn't in the notes, so God, this Holy Spirit, listen, this wasn't in the notes, so watch. One of the toughest things to do, and it has influence on around us, and that's why out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So you've got to be filling your heart, your mind with this, so that all of that stuff that the enemy's trying to put in, all that stuff that he's trying to deceive you with, all of those distractions, now they, they don't have no place. Why? You're, you're, giving, you're not giving place to it. You're, you're giving place to this. That's why I say to you, young people, fill yourself up with the Word. Read your Bible. Study your Bible. Memorize some Scripture. Man, it, it's so important for you. Older people, same. We need to do the same. I want to say something now because this is where we are as the church. It says it in a couple of places, but I'm going to read to you now from 1 Corinthians 6, verses 9 through 11. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revelers or partiers, or extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. Now, my brothers and sisters, listen. Again, you would think that someone in my position speaking to a church, this should be... Why? We should be beyond that by now. No. No because of what's been taught and ministered and not really enforced. It's not my job to enforce. It's the Holy Spirit's job to enforce. It's my job to help the Holy Spirit as He gives me the utterance to help, to be the voice when you can't hear Him. So that's why in this moment I'm telling you, all of these things could very well... See, there are people in the church, there are churches now that believe... uh, I'm just going to say... It's okay for you to do these things and you could still make it to heaven. Then you have to go ahead and, and take this scripture out of the Bible. It, it's not... The, well, see, but I went down and, and Jesus and my sin is covered. Jesus, listen, Jesus didn't just, just go down there to, to forgive you of the sins that you committed to that point. Your sins should be forgiven from that point on. The problem is that doesn't give you permission to commit them. What he's saying is you no longer have to do that. That has no more power over you. I've just put all of that to death. So now you choose. But see, because the culture, society, and even some churches have become way liberal, it's, it's no, it's, you can't talk about these things. I'm telling you right now, if you're a homosexual or if you have those tendencies, you need, you're not going to make it. I, I'm sorry. 
but you're not going to make it. Not because I say so. We just read it. And there's other places. Okay? But, but my brothers and sisters, but here's the thing. Jesus died so that you can live away from that so that no longer has power. So now watch. As I speak to the homosexuals, let me also speak to those who think that it's okay to have intercourse or to have uh, sexual relations without being married. That's fornication. It's covered here. Okay, so now look. Oh, well, you know, it's... Listen, I was young once. I've made mistakes. I'm not going to stand here. But my brothers and sisters, I'm telling you, now I know better. You know better. You've heard it, and you've heard the preacher tell you what the Bible says, not what the preacher says. Oh, that's old. That's old fashioned, Tony. That's old. no. It's not old fashioned. It's the eternal word. The eternal word says it. But here, I'm going to hit on this one, and I'm going to leave it alone because you know about adultery and all that. You you can't do that. You can't steal. You can't covet things. Wish you had something your neighbor had and all that. No, you you know about all that. I'm going to say this one because this is still a problem with us. Because this is the same problem that rich young men have. It says, nor idolaters. You cannot be an idolater and go to heaven. Well, you say, well, big deal. I mean, I don't have any statues, no totem poles. I don't, I don't do that. Okay, we know that, we know, and you know, those of you who have been with me and many of you who have not been with me, you know what that means. That doesn't just mean that. Anything that you put before God, My brothers and sisters, that rich young ruler, he was suffering from idolatry. He was not willing to give that up to follow God. What are you not willing to give up? What is God splitting time in your life with? Because God refuses to share His glory with anything. So what are you asking God to split time with? If now here it goes. Let me let me go back to this. I know I'm repeating, but somebody needs to hear it. Amen. You got to make the decision. Is Jesus God? Yes. If Jesus is God, then follow Him. If come on now, come on now. There's not just one person. We all need. To, if Jesus is God, then follow Him. Don't ask Jesus to split His time with anybody or anything else. He will not share His glory with anybody or anything. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let's stop asking Him to. Follow God. Follow Jesus. He's God. Amen? Alright, I'm going to leave it there. I've got more, but I'm going to leave it there because I think, my brothers and sisters, we've reached a point here. Listen, we need to pray. Because, my brothers and sisters, listen, I want to say say this as... That's been bothering me the whole doggone... I want to say this as softly but as impactfully as I possibly can. Holy Spirit, help me. Hallelujah. You know, we all suffer from that a little bit. I think. I'm going to say me. There are other things that sometimes get my time and attention. And sometimes it's bad things. I don't mean bad like pornography or anything like that. I'm talking about even like the world events in the news. You know, part of of what I was going to read to you, if the Lord allows me, I'll do it next week, but was, you know, we don't know exactly when He's coming. But he told us some things to look for. And they're happening. The one thing is when they say peace. Anybody know what happened this past week? It's a great thing. That's right. 
the UAE signs a deal with Israel and everybody's all excited about it. I'm, I think it's great. It's, it's, we should pay, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. But my brothers and sisters, do you understand what that could be? And if you take that into consideration with everything else that's happening here and now, hallelujah. Hallelujah. He can come back at any moment. So now watch. When he splits that sky, where will my attention be? Am I going to be all about, for me, am I going to be all about what's happening on the other job? Not my, not my preaching job, but my other job, my vocation? Am I going to be all about, ooh, I wonder you know, what those golf courses look like? Or am I going to be all about, oh, am I going to be sitting there and just totally worried about my children, my children's children? Well, Tony, isn't that what you say? Yeah, I'm supposed to be praying for them and leaving them with God, but not sitting there like sometimes I do. Come on. See, I'm, I'm, I'm transparent. I'm telling you the truth. So sometimes I do. Sometimes I'm, I'm so worried for my, my grandchildren. And I, you know, and come on. It's real. But now I've got to leave them with God. Am I so worried about where the money for the next bill, where, where, that, where it's coming from? Am I so worried about that? Should I be concerned with that? Yes, absolutely. I should be concerned, but not to the point where it totally distracts me from God. Not to, the, not to the point where it totally, listen, pulls me away from Jehovah Jireh, my provider. See, I've got to remember He's Jehovah Jireh in those moments. And not let those moments, come on now, and not let those moments take me away from Him, but drive me to Him. Sometimes that's what those moments are designed for. To drive you to Him. See, when, I'm, when, I'm, when I get a bad report from the doctor now... It, Oh man, does that totally distract me now? Do I worry? Okay, what should I be eating? What should I be drinking? What should, are all those things legit? Yeah, absolutely. Eat well. Do what the doctor tells you. Take the medicine. Do whatever it is that you... But don't let that, listen, distract you from Jehovah Rapha, the, the, your Lord, your healer. The Lord, want, the Lord wants to heal you. So go and talk to that rock. See, don't let these things be distractions and then steal your joy. Then you walk around sorrowful all the time. Come on, are you, is this landing with anybody? Come on, is this landing? Come on. Listen, I've got this problem, I've got that problem, financial this. This one right here is wants my head on a platter. Get in line. Come on, come on now. Don't fail on me. Don't fall. Come on, get in line. Anybody have any enemies in here? Just remember this. They don't even know what they're doing. They're in darkness. So don't hate on them. They're being led by the ruler and of the darkness of this age. Man, we got to get to the point where we can honestly pray for them. Who wants your neck? Get in line. They're going to distract you. Don't let it take you away from God. Don't let that thing be your focus. Don't let that thing be the thing that causes you not to spend time with Jesus. Let it that thing be the thing that causes you to go up to that rock and minister to that rock. Lord Jesus, I need more water. I need fresh water. Pour out Your Spirit. My brothers and sisters, if you understand that you're not perfect, but you're working toward perfection, if you will understand that the rock is not trying to withhold anything from you, if you will understand that He's for you, He's not against you, if you would understand that there's nothing in this world that would prosper over you, that you are more than a conqueror through Him who loved you, you go to that rock in confidence. Spend time with the rock. Don't spend time with the stumbling block. Woo! Somebody should have wrote that one down. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, Father, that's where we are right now. Father, there are many of us in this room and many of us listening. Father, we've let some of these distractions... And, and Father, as, as innocent as they may be, Father, we're so busy being busy. Man, we've got responsibilities and we've got you know, children and, and, and all of these... and jobs and, and all of these people that want our heads. And Father, we had all of this stuff. But Father, forgive us. Hallelujah. Jesus, forgive us. Because we've let these things... Take us away from you. We're dust. We need your Spirit. Holy Spirit, touch us. Anoint us afresh and anew. Give us wisdom and knowledge and understanding, even for our young people. Father, give them a fresh dose, dose a fresh touch. Father, let them be courageous as they go back to schools or even when they're on their, their, their social networking. Father, let them be courageous. Father, put your truth in them. Father, in Jesus' name, we just thank you so much that even though we've made mistakes, that you haven't left us. That we're not cast down.